tells him he would rather see his family dead than live another day after this. He lets the last Hungarian go. He waits until his wife and kids are in the ground, and then he goes after the rest of the mob. He kills their kids, he kills their wives, he kills their parents and their parents' friends. He burns down the houses they live in and the stores they work in. He kills people that owe them money. And like that, he's gone. Underground, nobody's ever seen him since. He becomes a myth, a spook story that criminals tell their kids at night, rat on your pop, and Kaiser says they will get you. And no one ever really believes. Do you believe in him, Verbal? Keaton always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God. And the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and you are listening to another episode of the Rotten Potatoes podcast, where four friends sit around and review movies that you absolutely should have seen, and one of us hasn't. I'm here with three of my friends. I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. I am Scott. And I did not accidentally stop the recording this time. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if that <laughs> intro felt uh, good to you, it's because I that was the second time I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, I was doing it for you, Jake. Yeah, just you giving just you a little, a little practice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a warm up round. Zach, how do you feel like it went? Better first time or second time? I'll say better. Good, good. I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> better first time or better second time? Better. Yeah, it was better. <laughs> Oh man, it was top tier Jake, dude. Thanks, top tier Jake it. intro. Yeah, yeah. Man, I I don't know if it, it was quite S tier. It was more like an A tier. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll take it if we're doing know? a tier list. Yeah. You know, like you've had better, but this was really great. Yeah. Well, you know, let's just start practicing them more. I think we've had plenty of practice. Yeah. <laughs> or, or what? What episode is, is this? Ninety seven. This is ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I've only done you know like a quarter of those. <laughs> <laughs> that's true we're reviewing the ballad of kaiser soze the ballad <laughs> the epic tale of yeah. kaiser soze yeah we're, we're doing the usual suspects and jake you nominated this movie yeah i did i had seen this movie once before and I, I think i said last week like i think this is more of a movie i think it's like it's fun to watch i think it's enjoyable um and i was thinking about movies you should see and like movies that i feel like you hear a lot of people talk about and i feel like this is up there you know, where like everybody, I feel like everybody's seen it and a lot of people talk about it and reference it. Oh yeah. It gets referenced a ton. Kaiser Soze in general. Uh-huh. And, yeah. So I thought, you know, it's about time, about time we, we, uh, we do it. In fact, I was watching a show just the other day. I like half watching. I wasn't really paying attention. And, and someone was like, oh, I just rented the usual suspects. I never saw it. And the other characters annoyed with him. And he, he pulls a Scott and he's like, Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze the whole time. <laughs> yeah. What show was that? I don't remember. I, I wasn't really paying attention. Well, I'm a late bloomer and I picked up on it right away. You knew? I, I, yeah, it was pretty obvious to me. Well, that's funny because it was not obvious to the actors. So Brian Singer, uh, I guess I'm, I'm goosing the, uh, the, uh, just the facts a little bit, but the director um, was able to convince through shooting that he was able to convince all of the actors that they were Kaiser Soze. Mm. And so the, I, I forget now who it was, which actor, but I think it was, I think it was uh, uh, the actor who plays Keaton was so annoyed 
and surprised when he finally saw the movie that he wasn't Kaiser Soze, that he stormed out of the theater and had a half hour argument with Brian Singer in the parking lot. <laughs> That's pretty nuts. So you, you, uh, you picked up on it faster than they did. <laughs> and they were in it. I mean, granted, I was, they didn't pick up on it because they weren't like, if I would have been from their perspective, sure. Okay. But like seeing how they edited it all together, I felt like it was obvious that it was Kevin okay. Spacey. <laughs> I don't remember thinking that the first time. And I feel like like uh, a lot of, I think people would call this a plot twist. I don't know that I necessarily would. Because I feel like when you when you have a plot twist, it kind of reframes the whole movie and the actions of the characters. And I don't know that this does that because more than anything, you're like, oh, well, he was lying, you know? And like, so their actions aren't really reframed. It's just a story that he told, but I didn't, I didn't see it coming. And I don't feel like there was any way, like a lot of clues to guessing it. I feel like, well, yeah, there, there certainly are plenty of clues, but I, I'll, I'll qualified as a plot twist because, uh, at least because, um, we feel very confident, uh, like 20 minutes prior that Keaton is Kaiser Soze. Uh, uh-huh. And, uh, like it's, it like, we're all like, oh yeah, wow. That was the reveal. Like we kind of got that like satisfaction and they kind of go through all the scenes where verbals like piecing it together for himself and, and struggling to admit that, that Keaton was Kaiser Soze all along only for it to not be. And Uh like, so for that, for that reason, I I would still qualify it as a plot twist for, Mm -hmm. for the audience. Uh Yeah, I can see that. I think even like the opening clip that we shared, like as he's recounting, that's the second time I've done that. Recalling is that recounting? Is work? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was like, oh yeah, it's him. He's just talking about what he's done. Mm. And then uh, also, like as soon as he was identified as uh, someone who like what's it called? He like pretends to be people as someone else. Con man. Like, con as man. soon as it, yeah, he was like a cripple con man. I was like, oh, it's him. Mm. So would you disagree then with IMDb users that this is the best plot twist of all time? I would disagree. What do you think is the best plot twist of all time? Oh, um, I don't know. Let me the think ending about of it. Dunkirk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, wow, they all got out? <laughs> How could I have known? <laughs> True story. <laughs> I'll have to think about that. Maybe by the end of this episode, I'll have something for you. All right. I think I can answer that. I think my favorite plot twist of all time was a little known Denzel move Denzel Washington movie called fallen. I don't think I've heard of it. Uh, like I said, little known terrific movie. Um, little bit scary. It's about a detective investigating a murder and, uh, the murderer is in fact a demon like possessing people. Okay. And, uh, sort of like taunting Denzel Washington, the detective, but it has without a doubt my my favorite plot twist of all time, because it's just like this movie. It's just the last scene that they reveal it. And so you have this resolution and then they reveal a plot. Like they reveal that like everything, all the resolve you thought you had, you don't see you later. Uh-huh. I, I think that's a, a fun thing to do in a, in a story. Yeah, no, I, I think that this was also like a very fun story. I would really. say there's been uh, multiple that we've already reviewed that are better than this. I think memento was better. I think the prestige was better. I think one we haven't reviewed, but I think is like the most iconic that people always talk about is the sixth sense. Yeah. And that was one that, that Jake had brought up that it, this was in the running against and yeah, people I don't, voted for this. I don't think I would call it the greatest plot twist of all time, but it was like voted. I think maybe I would. I think sixth sense takes the cake. 
No, uh, I was saying I don't think I would call. Oh, usual, usual suspect. Yeah, yeah. Six yeah. cents, maybe. I think I think that one's great. Another one that I think is really good was Fight Club, which we oh, also yeah. did. Which we also reviewed. Wasn't yeah. really a plot twist for me. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like uh, impressed for a second. I was like, you saw that coming? I forgot the whole story. Yeah, Scott yeah. ruined my life. Yep. Um, but I don't think we've done just the facts yet. We haven't. We have Why don't we jump into that? We can. Well, uh, this was, uh, as we said, directed by Brian Singer. It was written by Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, it was released August 16th, 1995. has a runtime of 106 minutes. The other guys gave this an 88%. IMDb gave it an 8.5. Had a box office of $23 million on a budget of $6 million. It won uh, two awards. One first, Best Supporting Actor of Kevin Spacey. I don't... Wasn't he the main Wait. actor? Yeah, he has to have been. Um, and then uh, best screenplay. I'll I'll look into why that's a supporting actor and who who did the just effects on this one. You? No, I no, I I always do it. Oh, okay, I'm gonna look into it while you guys discuss. Sorry, you said that he won or he was nominated. It said he won. He won best supporting actor. And then this one best screenplay. Yep. Okay. And no other nominations. But I think what Scott's trying to figure out is why Who's was the it main only actor? supporting? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna guess that it was. Uh, um, Burn playing Keaton. You think he was the lead? I think that's what like they must be saying. They built yeah. him as the lead, but yeah, I agree. Kevin Spacey feels like he should be the lead. I do. I wouldn't even think that it would be one best actor. Oh no, oh. best actor in a supporting role. I honestly watching it, I wouldn't have even questioned that Kevin Spacey was the lead of this movie. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah. It, <sighs> Sometimes they the they do the billing based on uh, I think they do it based on screen time, but I don't know who else I, would have had more screen time. I, I, than I Kevin think Spacey. sometimes they they will choose how they want to bill it based on like uh, the odds of them winning. I think oh. maybe if they take stock of who else was in a supporting role and who was really strong that year, and it's like Kevin Spacey has a better chance at winning supporting. Let's bill him as supporting. I it, think I could be wrong. No, I feel that, like it's probably a lot easier to win a supporting actor role when you are clearly the lead, and then they compare you to other people who are not leads. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe in an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe there was no lead because it was in an, an, an ensemble. I don't know, but all I know is uh, if Kevin Spacey won Best Supporting, Benicio Del Toro was robbed. <laughs> what do you mean? He he had like no role in this film. He you couldn't the, understand he, anything he said. He was the scene stealer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was great. I thought he was funny, like like really he was very He was very funny. Uh-huh. He, he always cracks me up though. Like he's just such a, like he plays, well, not always. I, I guess I was going to say he always plays quirky, funny roles. And then I thought of Sicario and I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. never mind. <laughs> that was neither quirky nor funny. He, he can do both. But he was apparently so unintelligible that he made, made Stephen Baldwin just forget his cues in <laughs> scenes while they were talking because he couldn't understand what he was saying. Well, in an interview, he said that he chose to make Fenster's uh, dialogue uh, unintelligible on purpose because his only purpose in the film is to die. Uh-huh. And so he said, what does it matter what he has to say? Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean that even Benicio Del Toro thought at one point that he was also Kaiser Sose? I, I guess at one point. Yeah, that's weird. He was definitely the one I didn't ever suspect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess uh, you guys haven't given your 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 late. Well, who was the well, late bloomer? To why this? did you pick this? I already said. Oh, did yeah, you? he said yeah. that. Oh, I'm, here right. I'll say I've seen this movie before. Um, I I like 
I liked this movie watching it again more than I remembered liking it. Um, I do think it's a pretty fun time for the most part. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it's just always stuck out in my head is absolutely a movie you should have seen because of the plot twist. Um, and because of how, like, it's just relevance in the zeitgeist. Uh Um, but, uh, I wouldn't say that this is like my favorite movie. It's not a movie I'm going to go back and watch again, unless I'm around someone who hasn't seen it before. Like, that's like the, Uh I think the, the best function of this movie is to watch it with someone who's never seen it before. Or for the benefit of someone who's never seen it before. Yeah, no, I maybe I agree with that. I could maybe see myself putting it on at some point because I, I think it's just like an enjoyable watch. Um, but yeah, I'm not watching it all the time. But I, I, yeah, I think I agree. So Zach and Scott, you were both late to this. Yes, I was. I was as well. So let's start with Scott on this one. Um, I didn't love it. I felt like the acting was subpar. I felt like everyone was just, it it felt very dated to me. I feel like this movie um, could benefit a lot from being remade. When did this come out again? 95 or 96. That's not so long ago. 95. Yeah. It just, it felt, it felt, I felt that it was from the nineties. Yeah. I felt like it was trying, it took itself a little too seriously um, and was trying to do things that I think other movies just did better. So all in all, I, I think it's, it is like a fun, whatever time, like I could see it just being on, but critically I was just whatever with it. And I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the positives. Uh, I thought the story was, was pretty good. Now the negatives. Um, I thought the acting <laughs> sucked. I thought the dialogue sucked. I thought the directing sucked. I thought wow. most of of everything about this movie was really bad. Um, really? I didn't like it. I didn't. I really didn't like it at all. <laughs> wow. I didn't have fun. I really didn't have fun with it. Uh, I also saw the twist coming. Now, the only reason I think I saw the twist coming was because I knew this has, like, I've, I've heard people say this has a crazy twist. And so I was looking for a twist and I was trying to think like, I feel like the only way that this movie could have a crazy twist is if one of them is Kaiser Sose and it's gotta be either Keaton or, uh, or Kevin Spacey. Um, now I actually, I put my money, I put my money on Keaton um, and so when it revealed that it wasn't actually Keaton and mm-hmm. it was Kevin Spacey, I was like, oh, I didn't really see that coming, but I also had a feeling like it was going to be one of the two. So, and I felt like the way that it revealed that it was him and he was just picking things off the back of his, you know, the back of the detective's room was kind of like silly. Um, yeah, I just, I, I agree with Scott. It felt like it took itself too seriously. It hmm, felt like it was kind of trying to be too cool and clever. Interesting that you would in one breath say that it did something really silly and then in the next say that it took itself too seriously. Like, I, I think that I, I didn't get the feeling like it took itself too seriously because like, yeah, that was like, like supposed to be like a cool, fun thing, but it was also pretty silly that like he was just reading off stuff from his board you know yeah i didn't get that vibe it's okay it's silly but it's also i don't know i I, to me i i didn't feel like it was silly i felt like that was uh diabolical uh because to be able to lie like that and to tell a story just based on like little things you're picking up in a room 
like, but a long continuous story like that is wildly impressive. To yeah. Me. Like I didn't think that they were trying to be, I don't think they were like trying to make us laugh or something. Oh, but, like, got it. Like, you know, like I, that it's, it, I don't think it's, it's the mark. Yeah. I don't think it's the mark of a movie that's really taking itself super seriously, but may, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Like I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on it. I didn't think like it thought it, it's uh, of itself as a joke, but you know, I thought that it knew it's lane. I don't know. I feel I like I'm not making myself very clear. No, I, I think you are. I think I'm inclined to believe to not believe I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. I, I don't, I don't think that it took it. I don't personally agree that it took itself too seriously. Yeah. I agree with you, Jake. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I feel like it, it knew its lane. Like it was not. And you know, it like one of the things that you got to think about too, is this is Brian singers, like first real, like big, like box office movie like he had only directed two movies prior and they were like independent films uh and so for like a first time out of the gate pretty impressive and you also kind of see how like his career trajectory from there like x-men and superman and like it's not like he's like a guy that is particularly uh he's he's not doing oscar bait you know like he's not sure. doing artistic films. He's just doing fun, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like that was trying to like talk me up on it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. I think it was just counter to your point of saying that it took itself too seriously. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, it, it feels like if we're going to compare it to like fun, like movies that uh, like detective, like fun detective movies, I think of like Lethal Weapon. Sure. And this feels way less fun than that. And like that had like some humor to it, some like chemistry between the two leads. And I feel like this didn't have any of that. Oh, I see your point. No, I, I agree with you. <coughs> I think in that it reminded me a lot of inside man, but without any of the like delivery of inside man. I don't know what inside man is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Okay. Uh, terrific movie yeah inside man is is a lot of fun and yeah. i think I, I i mean i think to that point like i think a big reason is because spike lee is a good director yeah you know and yeah. so like i i think all of the issues with this movie probably come back to brian singer like i just don't think he directed yeah. this movie well i agree i i know you went kind of after me and then agreed with me and then kind of like really built on but i agree like i felt like the dialogue was eh. i felt the acting was eh. There were times where I'm just like, I can't believe this is dialogue in a movie. Like, even our opening bit is, like, stupid and silly, you know? <laughs> I've definitely seen Kevin Spacey do much better things than this. Uh, okay, I was thinking about that during this, and it's funny that he won an Academy Award for this. Yeah. I was like, it you felt know what? pretty bad, actually. I don't, yeah. It, it, I was it's, like, this was not his best it's, work. It's not, not what that, I would have chosen. It's not, it's, yeah, no. It's that, like, he won an Oscar for this. IMDb is saying this is the best plot film of our plot twist of all time it's 8.5 on imdb like according to imdb this is the 39th best film ever made you know like <laughs> it has a higher other guys rating than the master you well, know like, i mean i think according to the other guys uh i know face off face office you got to take it all with a grain of salt yeah. but like it is crazy you know like this is a beloved I, film i yeah. definitely yeah, think is. face off being a 95 or whatever it was is way crazier than what this gets. Yeah. I sure. think, I think that it's beloved deservedly. So like where, like, I think that they're like, it, it's likable. It's enjoyable. Like I see why people liked it, but then like to say that this is the 40th best movie of all time 
feels wrong to me. (laughs) But at the same time, like, I I feel like I understand, like, I understand why people love it. And I understand why people be like, you got to go watch this because like, it's enjoyable. Like, I think it's definitely worth watching. I know you don't. I think think this is one of those movies. And I know we've talked about it before multiple times on podcasts where like, I think if I would have watched it when it came out in the nineties, I would have felt very differently about this because I feel like it, all the things that we don't like about it, like this was par for that time with so many movies. I hear you. I think there are standalone films that are better. Wasn't the sixth sense also in the nineties? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this came out. It was. And, and like I watched the sixth sense a couple of years ago and I'm like, no, this holds up. Like I don't Mm. think the nineties is like, or like this kind of, it, it felt like the vibes, the aesthetic of this movie reminded me of reservoir dogs. Like this gang of sure. like criminals uh, who have like camaraderie with each other, and I think Reservoir Dogs is just a wildly better movie than this. And they came out. I think Reservoir Dogs came out before this movie. I think know? it came out a good four or five years before this movie. Yeah, I yeah. Think so and too. I guess you could say, well, Quentin Tarantino is trying to make artistic movies, like with artistic integrity, and this isn't. But if I still have the two right next, like I, I can still say, well, this is just much better. Yeah, and that doesn't Reservoir yeah. Dogs doesn't feel dated, you know. Ultimately, I think I agree with you. Zach. I think it needs a better director. Yeah, maybe you could even leave all the actors the same. Yeah, you know, I, you know who actually, and, and I mean, this is probably like, uh, like I don't know, a cop out of a of a like a recast redirector kind of a thing. But I would have loved to have seen Ryan Johnson make this movie based on what he did with Knives Out because yeah. it's similarly like you know. Uh, like a, a whodunit type thing. Um, but like tonally definitely takes itself a lot less seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but with like terrific cinematography and, you know, great dialogue, great acting. I also do think this movie could have benefited from better actors. Like if we look at like three of the five main leads in the lineup crew like aren't guys that went on to do anything super notable like besides kevin spacey and benicio del toro like stephen baldwin like what, what is he doing these days i don't i don't, know. I don't think any of those i don't three, think he's working i don't think either of those three guys were particularly good actors in this movie at least i don't want to speak to their entire career but also i can't think of any time where they're like look like it's clearly not their fault look at what they've done in this and I thought they were all really bad in this movie. It looks like uh, Stephen Baldwin is now just doing Christian films. Huh. Is that what those are? I'm guessing based on the titles, Church People, A Walk With Grace, The the Least of These. Like, the, they're all very, like, the un-miracle. un-miracle. Yeah, they're all very, like, like Christian movie. The Apostle Peter Redemption. Like, <laughs> what makes you Magi, say that's Christian? God's Club, that Faith like of Our a, Fathers. That sounds like an intense sequel to, like, <laughs> Apostle Peter Redemption. This, that, like, because I can't, I can't really see the list, but your reading of those compared, like, right after Scott's comment of what makes you think that these are Christian movies. Great plot twist. <laughs> Better maybe than the usual yeah. suspects. We can vote on that. <laughs> the Apostle Peter. <laughs> Apostle Peter Redemption. Yeah. I want to see Apostle Peter Rising. <laughs> the Apostle I Peter Redemption say, sounds like it could have been like if you made the Bible into the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I f- the two people that I would s- actually, I like Giancarlo Esposito as well. Yeah, I, I mean, he obviously is capable of amazing acting. He's mm-hmm. just barely in this movie. I'm sorry, who yeah. is that? Uh, Gus from 
uh, Breaking Bad. Okay, I've never he's watched Breaking the, Bad. He's the one who walks into the a hospital smoking a huge cigar Kay. and blowing smoke everywhere. Yeah. One thing that really drove me nuts about this movie was how little the cops wanted to comply with the orders of the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wearing the mask. <laughs> I'm not doing it. What actually kind of was, I was like, what is happening was like, the doctor, the main doctor is the one who's like ordering the interrogation on this guy right. rather than one of the police officers. No, it wasn't. Was it? Oh, I don't know if that's true, but the nurse like kind of protested. I know. I remember that. I thought that the cops came in and were like, we're doing this. We have to talk to him. And they brought in a guy to translate. Yeah, I, 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 I thought so. No, it's because the cop called and said, bring me someone who speaks Hungarian. And then, <laughs> or the, uh, the doctor. And then the doctor was the one who was like, pushing things and saying, okay, talk to this person about this thing. I don't, I think you might've just misread who he was. I think that was the, unless it was a cop dressed as a doctor. They were no, all they wearing were scrubs. Yeah. Because there were people there that weren't wearing scrubs though. Well, but the cops. cops were wearing scrubs. So like they were, the, the, yeah, they were the like two main cops were like wearing broadly. Scrubs. Yeah. They had like that, but it was, stuff it was the same guy who earlier was like, Get me some law enforcement in here. This guy's dangerous. He, he was wearing scrubs and still smoking a cigar <laughs> right in front of a burn victim. <laughs> That's a pretty cool guy. I could have. I could have been. Off. I think I you. Know. I think you just misread the situation. But also uh, Kobayashi. I felt like he did fine. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, his like four minutes of screen time were, <laughs> yeah. were pretty good. They were pretty good. <laughs> I, I said he did fine. Yeah, <laughs> they were. They were OK. Stand out. Excellent. <laughs> they were, Oscar worthy. They were serviceable. <laughs> I mostly just brought him up because I wanted to say clever girl. Oh yeah, yeah. From uh, Jurassic Jurassic Park. Park, yeah. A lot of Jurassic Park, huh? <laughs> How about we have an episode coming up where you don't talk about Jurassic Park? <laughs> but it's so good. I don't think that's the same guy, by the way. It is. Are you certain? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, okay. He Googled the cast. Scott, Googled Jurassic Scott Park. starts all of his movie searches from Jurassic Park's IMDb, <laughs> and then he has to get to whatever movie he's trying to find from there. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but yeah. six degrees of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how excited are you for the new Jurassic Park? I'm super stoked. It it comes out today, like as we're recording this. Oh, right really? Now. It's out today? Yeah. I oh wait, no, no that's not right. No, I'm it's sorry. June June 10th. I'm sorry. The new Top Gun came out. I'm I'm kind of excited word. for the new Top Gun. Yeah, that I, just came out. I just feel like this this movie is probably on par with the new Jurassic World series. And I wonder why you hate it so much. And oh, the Jurassic World series is way better than this. I think so too. I don't know. I, Acting's better. I, cinematography's I, better. I feel like I'm struggling in the middle here because I agree with Jake that I, I for the most part, like this movie, but I have no leg to like no talk it up. Like, <laughs> dude, the scene where Kevin Pollock gets shot and then turns around and he, there's like a spotlight on his a face yeah. and his stupid look <laughs> for I five minutes for a and I was like, did he get around? shot? Because it didn't show his wound. Yeah. I was like, did he get shot? Did something happen? Like, and then he's just never brought up again or seen again. And I'm like, it didn't tell me that he actually got shot. I just heard a gunshot and he turned around with a spotlight in his face. Yeah. I, no. I, okay. <laughs> it just didn't bother me as yeah. much. Like I, I took it as like the, the spotlight of revelation kind of like the light bulb yeah. moment. Like, no, I like, and again, and I'm, I'm not defending it like, oh, this is such a great movie, but it's like, yeah, for me, it's a, it's a perfectly serviceable, like summer blockbuster in 1995, you know? And yeah. And I think it's a perfectly good, I know I, I've talked about the Saturday afternoon movies. Great. 
Like you, if you, you have a lazy Saturday, I feel like you throw on a movie like this and there, have a have a good time. There's so many more lazy Saturday I, movies I'd put on before this. I oh. wish I would have installed the ceiling fan to this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this one you did uh, watch in the car, so yeah, parts of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah no I uh, I watched 30 minutes of it and had to stop because I was like I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm I'll get to this later. Wow. I didn't expect that. I, I, I expected this to be like, yeah, it's solid. And I, it was fun. And like that, that was the reaction. I was expecting Tyler's reaction yeah. for out of everybody, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty surprised. I'm, I'm trying really hard to support you in it. Yeah. I don't know that I like, I don't know that I have counters to what they're saying. I don't, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, well, I still liked it. Here's the thing, Here's, <laughs> you know? Here's the thing Tyler. It, it's not in your best interest to support Jake because Jake, this whole season has been trying to get higher. I've been trying to get higher you, than you the whole season. And he's digging himself into a hole. He's, so let him, he's, let him fall. He told me specifically on Tuesday, that's his goal for the season nice. is to have a higher rank. It's nothing against you it's just that i feel like if i'm gonna beat anybody at any time based off of your slow start to the year i can do it it's now or never it's yeah, season like, three tyler or are not yeah so i just i need it and just know season four i'm coming back with just nothing but Bangers. best picture winners <laughs> that's, that's honestly that's fine i'll i'll lose i'll lose every season for the rest of this podcast if i cannot lose one uh, you're, you're, but you're choking hard with this one man. well we're uh I, yeah, i'm gonna have to rethink some of my picks because it's okay don't worry my next one's lethal weapon it's, you're it's, fine it's good that, <laughs> tyler's leaning into really trying to help you it's yeah. good that you scrapped mcgruber this season yeah that i couldn't get through but, i've didn't he put on Talladega Nights instead? Didn't you hate that and rate it really yeah. low? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did. But uh, MacGruber would have gotten a low rating from all of us. Yeah, that's true. I just, I can't believe it still. I don't know if I talked about that, but I've heard so many really funny people say, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And I watched probably half of it, maybe a little more, and I laughed th two times, three times. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't believe it. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's do a little bit of uh, I think it'll be fun. Let's do a recast since there are, you know, really four of them that get screwed over by Kevin Spacey uh, by by Kaiser Soze. Let's just each pick one character that we get to recast with another actor. I want Spacey. I'd say. No, 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 <laughs> no. We're leaving Kevin Spacey alone. So we oh. have to recast oh, Keaton. Dang. I feel like everybody should. McManus, Feenster uh. and Hockney or Fenster and Hockney. Uh, and. I'll, I'll just assign everybody. Uh, Zach gets to recast Keaton. Jake gets to recast McManus. Scott gets to recast Fenster. And I get to recast Hockney. I wanted Hockney. I oh, you can have Hockney. I'll it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, then you... Wait, Fenster. recast Fenster? Yeah. He's, he's the best one. That's I think fine, but Benicio, it's too bad. It's I think Benicio knew that this was dumb and that his character was pointless, and he's like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I think just movie. to make it more, just to lean into what they were trying to do with Fenster, I would just make it be, um, gosh dang it, I'm blanking on his name. What's uh, he been in? Uh, the movie we Google, just did that we all Google hated. Jurassic Park. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll get, get there to it. From. You'll get there. <laughs> Hold Wait, on. What did we all hate? Hold uh, uh, Daniel, oh, we uh, just oh, did Al Pacino. Scarface? Al Pacino is yeah. who I would do <laughs> for Fenster. I, I'd, I'd make him brown face, <laughs> <laughs> and then adopt the same accent and just put him in there for for Fenster. That's All right, Jake, who, who are you recasting for McManus? Well, you just you recast Stephen Baldwin with his brother Alec, and then <laughs> just hope you don't have no accident on set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Really? You for real? You you think you'd put Alec Baldwin? As no, I don't have a, a oh. good person for this. You uh, don't? I'm really bad at the recast game. I thought we talked about this. We have, but I'm that's terrible. What, that's at what it. makes it fun. Yeah. Fun content, you know. Uh, so think about think about McManus' character. He's a little bit of like the live nerve. He's a, he's got a, a temper problem. Well, I'm I'm curious. Are we are we keeping this in the '90s? Like, are we recasting this with other '90s actors at the time, or is this today? Just whatever you want. Whatever you anything, want. Anything, anything goes. Yeah. Anything Who was goes. in Memento? What was his name? Guy Pierce. Guy That's Pierce. who I would do for. Yeah. For years. Or or you know, uh, why I always sunny wild card uh, Charlie Day. <laughs> what? Do you don't remember Charlie that episode where, where, oh, where he plays <laughs> he's the wild playing card? the wild card? That's true. Uh, and yeah. he's just like trying to like cut their brake lines and stuff. Yeah. What's uh What's Dennis's name? Uh, Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton. I could actually see Glenn Howerton as McManus. I love Glenn Howerton. I wish he was in so much more. And I he almost played Star Lord, and it would have been a wildly different Star Lord. But I I'm so sad that we never got that. I've only ever seen Glenn Howerton in Always Sunny. Yeah, I think. Oh, he was in first season of Fargo. I still haven't watched Fargo. It's I, a, it's I, I a want really to. good show. I just. I'm not getting around to it for some reason. Yeah, um, I guess I'll go. the The guy that I'm I keep thinking of for uh, to play Keaton. Um, the I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if if this would be great or not. But I'm thinking of like leading men uh, in the '90s. I'm thinking of Mel Gibson. Mm. Hmm. I could see it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I could kind of see that because. You know, he can play the the guy that like got out and like is having a happy normal life and then kind of gets sucked back into it all. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. I'm gonna say for Hockney, uh, because he was, you know, um uh, also had a little bit of a temper, very mistrusting, and uh but like not really a cool guy, you know. I'm gonna say Hockney is Tony Shalhoub. That's who I would recast. I don't even know who Tony Shalhoub <laughs> is. Yeah, Monk. Oh, yeah. I was going to pick Joe Pesci. Also, oh, uh, Joe Pesci would be a great Hockney, Because actually. Hockney's like tough. He's, he's kind of tough. a tough guy. And he's I don't tough. think Kevin Paul, he doesn't like, trust anyone. Me. And he's yeah. kind of like the rogue, like do whatever the F he wants type of a person. Yeah. You know what? That was great. That was, uh, I'm, I, now I see why you wanted Hockney. That was actually a really great recast. I've got to say, Scott, I am just shocked that you got at uh, the captain from Bad Boys via Memento. That's that's the same guy, right? That he named earlier? Isn't the... What no? about, I, What was the first part of what you said? I think I, he, he's, <laughs> he's their police captain in Bad Boys. Uh-huh. And then you're like, no. oh, who's the guy in Memento? That's, that's, that's not who I was talking about, though. I was talking about Guy Fierce. Guy Pierce. Guy, Guy Pierce. Yeah. Oh, the main, I'm so the lead sorry. actor. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm I really like, Guy I, was like, I don't know what yeah. you're even saying. I thought right he was now. talking about the guy that was their captain in Bad Boys. I kind of uh, missed, I guess I missed a trick in that conversation. I think if we're going to recast anyone, though, we should just recast Kevin Spacey with, with someone who, yeah, who has never been charged with more moral sexual assault. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I was gonna recast and convicted, Spacey, right? Wasn't he just convicted of? I believe so. He just got charged again. I don't know if he oh. got convicted. Okay, gotcha. Also, it, apparently that like started or was definitely happening during the filming of this movie. Yeah, I think he's always just kind of been. Uh, he's always been doing it, like kind of a, a slime ball. Yeah, and like it, it really, it really makes you wonder uh, if he was a good actor or if he because he he plays a lot of bad dudes and maybe maybe he was just channeling himself that's true you know yeah like a con man that uh you know uh uses people and then 
Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you guys. Um, I guess maybe we would need to, to take stock of who else was nominated for supporting actor this year. But do you feel like Kevin Spacey was worthy of that win? I have no idea who else was nominated. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look up who who else was nominated there. But I mean, it's definitely not. I wouldn't say it's the best Kevin Spacey performance. Yeah, I was trying to think about what my favorite Kevin Spacey performance is, or what I think is maybe not my favorite. None. Of, he's really not my favorite actor. But I think maybe his best performance, and it's probably House of Cards, to be honest. It's not I even never, a movie. I never watched House of Cards. Seem I just don't need that kind of stress in my life. I I watched a few episodes for the first season. I do think he was he was very good in it. I think my favorite is uh, Seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he's that's perfect probably for, yeah that's perfect probably. for that role. Yeah. So we had uh, also along Kevin Spacey and the Usual Suspects. We had uh, James Cromwell and Babe. We had Ed Harris in Apollo Thirteen, Brad Pitt in Twelve Monkeys, and Tim Roth in Rob Roy. What the heck is Twelve Monkeys? Uh, it's a it's a trip of a movie. But speaking of Brad Pitt, that's who I was going to recast for Spacey. Really? really? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I can't see Brad Pitt I, being a pathetic character at any point. Yeah, I can't really see that either. But you know who could pull that off that we just did? Is, uh, Joaquin. Joaquin could pull off yeah. uh, verbal. Oh, I was also going to go to Edward Norton. Edward Norton would also be really yeah, good. They both yeah. would be good. Yeah. Joaquin, I think, would have been really great. Oh, gosh. What a what a terrific like pathetic person that you wind up hating. Like you pity them and then hate them. <laughs> Dang. Right? Joaquin, yeah, Joaquin's just getting abused. <laughs> what a pathetic man. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> Would have been perfect. I gotta be honest, I'm really surprised. I know that this is totally off the rails uh right now, but uh when you were listing those supporting roles. Apollo 13, I really would have thought that, uh, that, um, uh, Ed oh, Harris. No, 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 not Ed Harris. The, the guy that saves them in Apollo 13, Tom Hanks. No, the guy that like, <laughs> I don't remember, I don't Apollo remember Apollo 13, 13 very well. <laughs> really? Well, it's been a long time. Oh my I, gosh. I've I watched seen it, it but all I haven't the time. Seen Gary it. Sinise. I really would have thought Gary Sinise would have gotten the, the supporting actor nod, not, uh, Ed Harris. I, uh, I'll have to watch it again and let you know. Oh, I love, I watch Apollo 13 at least two or three times a year. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it in a long, do you, do you think Ed Harris should have beat Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Apollo 13 and usual suspects are the only two movies of the, of the supporting actor nominees that I've seen. But I feel like I would take, if I, if I was going to bet money, I would have take, I would have took Ed Harris, Brad Pitt or, uh, who else was was on there? That was a really good actor as well. I don't Cromwell, know. James gone. Cromwell. No, uh, it's gone. You, we have to you go have back it to pulled the, up. You we can, have to go back to Jurassic go, Park. Oh, Tim uh, Roth. Tim Roth. Tim Roth is a great actor. I love Tim Roth. Yeah, I will say Apollo thirteen. I felt like is way better than Usual Suspects. <laughs> way better <laughs> for sure. But it, I think it also won Best Picture that year, right? I think Tom Hanks won Best. He was nominated. No, for, he didn't for win lead. Best Lead. He but might he, have been nominated. I think he was yeah. nominated. That's when that's when Nick Cage won. I think. Right? Yeah, for yeah. leaving Las Vegas. Nick Which Cage is, won. Oh yeah, he won. For, I I've never seen it, but yeah. I know that he I, won. That's why I highlighted it. I leaving. love I love leaving Las Vegas. I've never I've seen, seen it. it. I think it's good. It's a great movie. Hmm. I uh I the only reason I knew that though was because of uh 
what's it called? Brooklyn nine, nine. When they have that joke about how he makes his captain watch a bunch of, uh, Nick Cage movies. Oh, and then yeah. at the end, he's like, there was an Oscar winner among those and you didn't pick it. He's like, sorry. <laughs> Apollo 13 lost to Braveheart. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a great, honestly, I would have taken any of the supporting cast from Braveheart over Kevin Spacey in this as well. <laughs> Same. Sure. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we're, we're sounding pretty down on it, but I just, I feel like, I feel like they just expected uh, different things from the movie than we did. Yeah, you know, that's probably true. Where I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, and I, I think it's iconic. You know, a lot of people talk about it. Y- and here's I, the thing is that, like, I've heard people say this is a good movie, so I was just expecting a good movie. I thought it was I thought it was good for what it was, you know? I, I thought it, yeah. I, I still don't. Huh. <laughs> like, I feel like I've seen other movies that are like this movie that just are better. Yeah. Jake, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm doing too. my best. To- no, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm like... Something like, um, like Ocean's Eleven that has like a twist at the end that I just feel like is, and no, granted, it's a very different movie. Well, it's not that different because it's an ensemble movie that is a little bit of a about thieves. It. It, about thieves is a little bit of a whodunit. It's not that different from something like, uh, like Ocean's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I'm running out of things to say. I feel like they've they've there's, beaten it into the ground. <laughs> and uh, there's a part yeah. where s- okay, Steven, I've got. Uh, there's a part where Stephen Baldwin says, uh, "Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on that farm he <laughs> killed some guys." <laughs> yeah, I forgot Good about that. Lord. That's, that's, that's '90s writing right there. <laughs> I just, you know, so I've, said it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think we've even we talked about it on this episode. The '90s weren't like like yeah, lots of bangers, lots of great movies, great writing. I don't. There feel are a like, few. That are really good. More than a few. More than a few. Like I mean, half we, of our first season was '90s bangers, and and we've we've talked about in this episode three of them that were terrific. Yeah, that were that were this same year. But the '90s, <laughs> I feel like had like Dude, just Jurassic an, Park, act, an astronomical amount of movies. Whereas like, no, you're right. I where agree with you. I agree, there are a lot of good movies that came out of the '90s, but still, they're in the minority of '90s movies. No, and I, and I think we've talked about that. That the '90s were like the the they were like the roaring twenties of everything else that happened in the twenties. You know, that was like the the decade for movies where they the amount of movies really blew up. Like in the eighties, it still wasn't a ton of movies being made. And in the nineties, it was like, Oh, let's make every project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, the oldest I was in the nineties was three. So yeah. every nineties movies, I've every nineties movie I've seen, has been outside the nineties. So, I mean, I've seen, I guess the, the hits, but I feel like I've seen a million nineties movies. You know? Yeah. Oh, so totally. Yeah. I feel like a lot of good stuff was coming out. Yeah, I agree. I, the, the 90s are probably my one of my favorite decades of film, to be honest with you. Uh, but I also agree there are plenty of bad yeah. 90s movies. I think there's a lot of good 90s movies, but I think equally there's many more bad 90s movies. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. Fair I enough. Guess I can't comment. I'm not old like you guys. <laughs> you could have asked Dan, but he's dead, right? Yeah. Okay. So I want to bring back a, uh, an important, uh, recurring segment that, that we haven't done in a long time. Was this better than <laughs> spirited away? <laughs> I think, I mean, I would watch it again before I'd watch spirited away again. I like spirited away. I, <laughs> I would watch this before I'd watch spirited away. <laughs> Spirited Away, by the way, uh, on that that list of movies with the masters was like number nine 
yeah best yeah. movie of uh the decade or Dude, something I think it was like number four no yeah. no no well uh oh, that was the bbc one the bbc one had it as number four uh best movie of the 21st century uh and then yeah the uh I, av club also i think had it on their their list of top 10 yeah i'm struggling a little bit to to pick which one i would rather rewatch, i don't know but i think that i would say spirit away is a better film I think that Spirited Away might be better, but I, I will say that I feel like Spirited Away for me suffered on the second watch. I felt like I was a little bit less engaged yeah. watching it again. Like I was really engaged, liked it the first time. Um, but the second time I was a little bit less into it. <laughs> Scott's just uh, reviewing his Spirited Away score that he gave. Yeah, what'd you give it? No, I gave Spirited Away low. I'm not looking at that one. Oh, okay. Never mind. Whatever he was doing looked pretty satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> he was satisfied with himself. Should we? Uh, should we put this to bed so we can eat lunch? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you guys, you guys, go have some lunch after this too. I don't care what time it is. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are. All right, Jake, we're on to you first. Yeah, I'm gonna give it like a solid seven point three. Jeez. Limps that go away. Zach, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it five point five. Uh, Benicio del Toro carrying this movie on his back. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm a little shocked already a little shook. Uh, and I swear, Jake, I, I tried the best I could, but I I'm even shocked already. I'm going to give this five. Wow. Uh, (laughs) lies pulled off bulletin boards. I'm going to give this 5.8, uh, anticlimactic twists. I like right. that the person who's trying to help you out rated this the, <laughs> the lowest. lowest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, that I'm was, shocked that they rated it as high as I they said, did. That was more surprising to me than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, were going to be like, I don't know, 6.4, you know? Yeah, no. Huh. I, I'll justify rating it as high as I did because I think it's a clever story. I think like it's a good I, story. I, yeah, no, I think it's. I think it is a good story. I think. Uh, I. I do think the twist is clever. I think it's a fun twist. I don't think it's a great twist. Like I do think you probably can kind of piece it together a little bit. Like I'm. I don't understand how people think this is one of the best twists of all times. But I think it's a clever, fun twist. Um, that I think in the hands of a better director with some better actors would have been the movie that you described it as, like a fun Saturday afternoon watch. I think it, it's hard for me to remember if I saw the twist coming and I watched this movie when I was 16 or 17. Yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't really remember. I remember not seeing it coming, but I don't know, you know? Well, this comes out to a 60% on Rotten Potatoes. Once again, the other guys gave it an 88% and IMDb gave it an 8.5. So we're well below what the uh, other people <laughs> rated. <laughs> the other people, all those other people. Uh, yeah, man. I I'm sorry, Jake. I I promise. Uh, you know, <laughs> I tried. I'm, I'm I'm not mad. I'm like it's not like this is one of my favorite movies. I know. I I'm know. just really surprised. Yeah. Like I would have <laughs> thought that this would have been sitting in the sixes, in the seven, like below sevens, mid sixes. That's where I would have thought we would have been. Yeah. You know, I just like legitimately uh, would never have watched this again had we not picked it for the pod and I will never see it again. I think I'm a little surprised that you like enjoy this movie, Jake, because it, I texted Tyler. I said like, this feels like Brian De, De Palma bad. 
Like there I, were scenes, there were shots in this movie that like I was defending so it even back then. I was like, I no, Zach, come on, it's great. Like, like it's <laughs> scenes that look so stupid, like that Brian De Palma could have had it in his own movie. I just, I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again after this and see what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I didn't think it was that uh, bad because I gave this twice as big a score as I gave Scarface. Wow. <laughs> 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 well. I gotta, I gotta really uh, look at my playbook, see what's coming up, and uh, adjust some things. <laughs> All right. Well, what, where are we going next week? Next week we are going to an Adam McKay film, The Big Short. Second Adam McKay. Yeah, this season. And we'll see if it's better than Talladega Nights. One of our most <laughs> recent films, right? One of our newest. Yeah, movies. I think it was 2017. Yeah, no, 2014, I think. Oh, oh it was 2015. Older than I thought. Older than I thought for sure. All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, Zach, do you have any final thoughts? Take us out of here. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm.